The Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 47, What's the Career Path to Be a Sports Nutritionist? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I am your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who is a sports expert in a specific field of the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in sports nutrition. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show... This week's special guest is Professor Graham Close. Graham is an ex-professional rugby league player. Now he's a sports nutritionist and founder of Close Nutrition, where he works with elite athletes to support their nutritional needs during high performance. Also, he is a lecturer in sports nutrition at Liverpool John Moores University. I can happily say that I am fascinated about Graham's sports career journey. And it's great to have him as a special guest on the show. That's why in today's episode, Graham will share his sports career journey and explain the career path to be a sports nutritionist. Graham, it's great to have you on the show. Please, can you share your sports career journey to listeners? When did it all start? Um, hi, Ed. It's, yeah, it's good to be on your show. Um, I, I guess my sports journey started as, um, as maybe an eight-year-old uh, boy watching Warrington Wolves and Ended up uh, helping out around the changing rooms at Warrington Wolves. So from a from an eight year old, I've always been involved in professional sport. Um, I was fortunate fortunate enough to sign professional at, for Warrington when I was um, 15, 16 years of age, and you know managed to get some first team appearances. From that, I moved into a career in sports science at Liverpool John Moores University, which has been a a fascinating career, ranging from uh, the applied research that we do, the mechanistic research, but also now working with England Rugby, Everton Football Club, West Bromwich Albion, uh, elite tennis players, golfers, jockeys, and all sorts of athletes. So it's been a, a great journey so far. Would you mind just explaining your academic background with regards to your sports science degree? Yeah, so so I did a, a sports science degree, which I graduated in 1999. And then I went on to study my PhD. Um, and my, my PhD was on the role of free radicals in muscle soreness. I'm looking at uh, antioxidant interventions to see if we could do anything about it. And uh, free radicals has always been a, an interest of mine since then, and I'm still working on that to date. Um, however, about six or seven years ago, I became really interested in vitamin D, and uh, I've been doing lots of research over the, the past few years on vitamin D deficiencies and the role that might have on muscle function and uh, recovery. And I guess the other area that I'm really interested in is uh, just looking at the general nutrition requirements of elite rugby. And you know, very proud of. We've, we've done the first ever muscle biopsy studies in elite rugby league, looking at the metabolic demands of the game. 
just relating to the research side, how have you seen sports science research have an impact in high-performance sport reflecting from your career? That's a, that's a brilliant question. And I, I guess in some ways I, I can answer it better than a lot of people, given that you know, I went full-time professional at rugby in 1995. And, and in them days, sports science certainly hadn't infiltrated, uh, certainly that sport. And um, we didn't really know what we was doing. The, there was no nutrition advice. The, the strength work was just lift as much weights as you can. Uh, and the conditioning was just run until you can't run anymore. Um, what, what we're seeing now is a, a lot more athlete welfare, a lot more of a scientific approach into our training and recovery. Um, and, I, and I think a consequence of that is that we're seeing a much more athletic individual on that field and, um, and a better ability to recover from the demands of a game. Um, and, and I've seen a huge infiltration of sports science, not just from my area of nutrition, but psychology, the biomechanics. I think we're really know what we're doing now. Just relating to today's main topic, especially to a lot of sports science students out there, would you mind explaining your career process with regards to sports nutrition. So if a student wants to know, how do I become a sports nutritionist? Would you mind sharing your outlook of the stages you went through? Yeah, I'd love to, especially now because I've, I've now got the role on the Sport and Exercise Nutrition Register, SENR. Uh, I'm now the deputy chair of that register with a huge part of my remit being um, the internationalisation and the external um, agenda of SENR. So an opportunity to explain a little bit more about how you become a sport nutritionist is fantastic. So thank you. Um, the the initial stages that we need to get the right qualifications, uh, and at the moment, in certainly in the UK, that needs to be an undergraduate degree in either sports science or dietetics or nutrition, so a relevant undergraduate degree, followed by an appropriate master's degree. So we need people with an MSc minimum um, now, and then the master's degree should complement the undergraduate. So if you've got a undergraduate degree in sports science, then it'd be ideal to do a master's degree in, say, dietetics or uh, sport nutrition, so the two complement each other. So we must have the exercise background, but we also want people to have the, uh, the dietetic nutrition background as well. Then on top of that is experience, which can be the hard thing to get, which I'm sure uh, your, yourself and your listeners will be more than aware of. Um, and just contact people, get in touch with them, look for appropriate degrees. So my degree, for example, at John Moores University, we get people out on placement for uh, around about six months in elite sport. So they're getting their experience while, whilst they're um, uh, qualifying. And then once you've got all that, we need to get you on and be registered. So we need to get you on the SCNR register. So you, you're accredited and registered to practice. I, I guess another good tip is to look to pick up uh, professional qualifications along the way. So in sport nutrition, being qualified in taking skin folds. So the qualification of Isaac is important. People can do the UK anti-doping uh, officer training. So we can do that. doesn't cost anything. You can, that's free. You can do that on the UCAD website um, and we can pick up our level two in um, food hygiene. So again, we've got the appropriate 
professional qualifications as well. That is brilliant. I really do hope the listeners take that on board. Just relating back to your career, what core skills have helped you being a sports nutritionist with regards to the football players, the rugby players you've worked with? Okay, I'd say there's probably two. Uh, one, one of it, I'm very fortunate, and it relates back to your first question about when did my experience in professional sport begin, and it was as a small child. So I've been around professional sport my entire life, um, and there's a certain way that you need to behave around professional sport. There needs to be obviously a confidence, but also quite a, an unassuming nature when you're in burn, not getting in people's faces, uh, not being intimidated. Um, so I, I think an awareness of how to conduct myself in, in professional sports has been really useful. But I'd say over the last few years, the biggest lesson I've learned is um, the skill of reflecting and actually finishing a day or finishing a consultation, reflecting on that experience and being self-critical and self-aware about how we can do that better. And, and, it, and it's a key skill that a lot of people don't have. Um, people think you get better from experience, but you don't. You get better from reflecting upon experience. So you can have loads of experiences. If you keep making the same mistake, you won't survive very long in professional sport. So reflect, discuss it with people, discuss it with peers, get a good mentor to discuss it with and get better. Absolutely. I'm finding mindful practice, not just understanding psychology, but mindful practice is a massive tool. Even having a journal, for example, is a great tool to reflect with. Out of interest, what have you been up to recently? Recently, everything. Um, so I had my professorial lecture last week, which I've been working towards for a while, which is the lecture you give when you first get appointed to professor. So I really enjoyed that. And I might actually throw that up on YouTube. And I, part of the early part of that lecture was me discussing how I got into this industry. So it may be a follow-up to this podcast. Um, I'm still working with uh, Everton Football Club, which is uh, my, this is my first venture into football, and it's fantastic. I've I've landed with a really great team who's innovative, forward thinking, uh, and really values the nutrition. So uh, I'm really enjoying that journey. Um, still doing my consultancy with um, England Rugby, and the opportunity to work under Eddie Jones and learn from somebody like him is just incredible um unbelievable skill set when it comes to his management his practice and if you can't learn from somebody like that you never will um and, and then recently i've just ventured into um tennis as well so doing some work in uh professional tennis and i've really enjoyed that experience even though that's just been the last two or three weeks um you know that is a sport where i think nutrition can be the difference between winning and losing you know, these players are high intensity exercise, uh, often four or five times in six days. You don't get your recovery right, but you've no chance. So I've really enjoyed that too. Just on a personal note, Graham, what have you enjoyed the most from your career looking back now? Well, I think staying to an ability to keep involved in professional sport has been magnificent. You know, don't get me wrong, I would have loved to have had a longer rugby career. You know, my rugby career finished when I was about 22 or 23, uh, partly because of multiple knee operations, but partly because I wasn't playing at the level I wanted to. And at that time, there was opportunities to move into academia. But that ability now to 
stay in pro sport, um, in, especially in sports that I love, has been fantastic. Um, really enjoying where my career is moving now, which is mentoring young people. And what I'm really enjoying is that, you know, I, I've had three Super League rugby players, Stu Howarth, uh, Matty Ashurst, uh, Andrew Dixon, all, all came to JMU to do the undergraduate degree with me. Um, so I'm really enjoying helping professional players make that transition like I made it. Uh, Stu Howarth has stayed on to do his master's with me on his um, in sport nutrition. Um, and recently, James Hudson, the uh, Gloucester uh, rugby union player, has come to join us at Liverpool, John Moores, to do his PhD in sport nutrition. So uh, I'm really enjoying the opportunity to try and mentor ex-professional players into that next stage of a career, just like I made that transition. Just relating to this transition, if you don't mind, because I feel like it's a subject that isn't talked about often. How important is it for athletes to look ahead of their careers instead of just relying on the professional sport they play in? Hugely important. Um, with the exception of one or two sports, the chances are that when you finish, you're going to have to find a new job. There's not many sports where you're going to be financially secure at the end. And even if you are, you know, you've got to remember that professional athletes have worked really hard their entire life, and not many will then say they'll be happy to sit and watch Sky Sports for the rest of the, of the days. So I think it is really important. I also think it gives some balance to your day as well, because when you're a professional athlete, um, sometimes you need something to distract you and studying or having a, a second interest. And there's some brilliant clubs. Uh, I know that, for example, Saracens Rugby Club put a lot of um, emphasis on allowing players to do things like studying for additional degrees and uh, looking to the future. And I, I think that must contribute to the success that that club has. Uh, it's a fantastic club and I'm very privileged that I get the opportunity to um, pop my head in and see how they're doing as part of my role with, with the RFU. Um, I also think if you look at Rugby League, you know, um, and there's no charity state of mind, we have got a lot of players who finish their career uh, and can end up getting quite depressed because we don't know what to do. And maybe the jobs that they thought they would want to do or that they would, you know, things like some of the manual jobs, the body just isn't up to doing anymore. But they've never studied in their life and now they're having to retrain. So I, I think it's really important that we help uh, athletes make that transition and we talk about it quite early in the career, not just to help them at the end of it, but I do think it helps during it as well. Absolutely. I sort of refine it as finding another purpose in life, much like a student when they graduate. And I feel like I'm at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university sports students who want to pursue a career in sports nutrition? Okay, so the first thing is there's a lot of people doing sports science degrees and there's a lot of people wanting a career in sport nutrition. So you can look at it and think, I have no chance. But to be honest, I have not met anyone yet who wanted it bad enough who hasn't made it. You're not going to coast your way into a career in sport nutrition at the elite end. But if you've got the right uh, commitment and you can develop yourself academically and develop your practitioner skills and you can find a good mentor to help you develop, Providing you've got the work ethic, I'm pretty sure that anyone who wants to make it will make it. 
it ultimately comes down to being organized, working hard, getting that break. And when you do get that break, I, I talk to my students a lot about, look, I can open the door for you and get your foot in the door, but you've got to walk through it. You know, you've got to make yourself absolutely invaluable to that club. So when you get an opportunity to do a work placement, go above and beyond. Make it so the players are saying to the gaffer, we've got to keep him or her. We've got to keep them. They've made a real difference. And, and it's just effort and determination. And I'm sure with that, people will get there. Graham, that is great. I really do hope the listeners or the sports science students take that on board. How can people interact with you? Um, look, I, I'm always keen to speak with people and help as much as I can. Um, so there's various ways. I spend far too much time on Twitter. So uh, people are always feel free to tweet me. It's uh, close underscore nutrition. Um, I've now got a blog that I call Close Encounters that people can find on my website, www.closenutrition.com. Uh, and people can interact with me through that blog. Um, from that website, you'll find my email address. And if you want a little bit more of an in-depth, personal response drop us an email or I, I tend to speak at around about 10 or 15 conferences a year if you ever see me on the conference circuit come and say hello to me and i'd be delighted to help that is great graham to all listeners listening in all of graham's contact details and website links will be on my website relating to this blog post graham it's been great chatting with you today thank you very much no problem Ed. thanks very much for your time what a fascinating career journey by Graham and I really do hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. For me sports nutrition has always been a topic which I find fascinating especially in the elite end of sport but from a career perspective I hope now you have a better understanding with regards to the career process in becoming a sports nutritionist but it really does come down to the nuts and bolts of what Graham said with regards to hard work, being disciplined, being organised. Because by having those core skills, it will really put you in the right direction with regards to making your career a reality in sports nutrition. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Graham said, You are not going to coast your way through sports nutrition at the elite end. But if you have the right commitment and you develop yourself with the right work ethic, you will make it.